Welcome to 50 Ways to Succeed at Work, where you hear stuff about ways to succeed even the most well-intentioned colleagues, advisors, careers officers and HR departments may never get around to mentioning. This is episode 17, Boss Bother. Respect, love or praise, but don't antagonize the boss. Michael is a retail assistant in a medium-sized supermarket chain established mainly in the north of the UK. One of his major concerns is to keep trying to please his boss, Becky, with detailed reports and regular notifications of work dealing with customer concerns. Yet Michael is annoyed because Becky seldom sends more than a quick mailed note saying, thanks, after each contribution. One day he shares his frustration with Damak, a long-standing colleague in a similar role. Becky's a lovely person, but as a manager, she doesn't seem to give any attention to what I think is important. Increasingly, I feel like I'm wasting my time keeping her informed and up to date. I understand, Mike, that you're fed up with her lack of response, but imagine being Becky right now. Her manager is a driven guy. He's famous for saying demanding goals. Goals. How would you like to be on the end of that kind of pressure? Yes, I know about him, Mike. I've met him a few times, and I don't envy her. I suppose she's not deliberately ignoring me. She doesn't have the time to be supportive and more responsive. I guess that her agenda is packed with challenging initiatives. So what are you going to do about it, Mike? I should change my approach to this issue. Instead, when we're both travelling to that convention in Bristol, I'll find a moment and talk to her about it. Becky, now that we've got some downtime together, I've been meaning to ask you about some of the pressures you're under. Well, it's really kind of you to ask. So, let me put it this way. With budgets under such strain, then the amount of commitment that I have to put in towards these other projects... Michael receives a vivid picture of what it's like living with a demanding boss and how she has to avoid antagonising him. From now on, Michael worries less about attention or lack of it, and Becky seems more ready to hear his concerns. She even responds to his reports with more than just the cursory thanks. Mike, too, has avoided getting on the wrong side of Becky. Empathy takes you a long way in building meaningful relationships at work. Practicing compassion can be a game-changer in complex boss-subordinate relationships. Now let's relate this story to your work situation. When it comes to managing the boss, people seem to have three main questions. I love my job and hate my boss. What should I do? My boss keeps changing priorities. What should I do about it? And finally, I love my job and hate my boss. What should I do? Okay, let's say that you love your job and hate your boss. What should you do? Well, as we've seen that managing the relationship with your boss can be crucial and in two ways. First, it can affect your longer term success. And second, it's a vital sign of how effective you are at work. Even with a demanding boss, there are actions to avoid antagonising this person. As Michael did in our story, use empathy to convey that you appreciate the pressures your manager or supervisor may be facing. Ask your senior colleague to agree to pre-arranged dates for development sessions. That gives you a chance to talk about the priorities. Always deliver. Your boss wants results, not excuses and find reasons to praise and recognise the work of your boss. Offer genuine appreciation, not forced flattery. What if your boss keeps changing their mind about what's essential in your work? What should I do about this? 
Yes, it's annoying, but it probably reflects either unclear objectives or your boss's work pressures. If these constant changes trouble you, make an appointment with your senior colleague to discuss what's happening. Do you know what senior people often complain about about their employees? It's that they don't come clean on problems that they're facing. Go to your meeting fortified with this knowledge and some facts that show the impact of these constant changes and their effect on your agreed priorities. You know, not all bosses are good at planning. Constant mind changes can merely be a symptom of that. Offer to help map a new approach, but without sounding patronizing. For example, you might give your boss a visual presentation of a plan as you understand it. You ask, is this how you see the way forward? Things change fast these days at work, so protect yourself as best as you can. For example, have a clear, shareable list of your current goals and prioritize or rank them. Show how much of your time you allocate to each. Now you have a tool to discuss changes to your work schedule. You ask your boss, which of these need to alter and how should we reallocate my time? The third question people have is, I seem to have got on the wrong side of my boss. What can I do about this? Now, this sort of failure could cause you serious problems. It may lead to misunderstandings, time wasting, and perhaps an inability to convert your ideas or theirs into action. Worse, it can make you less promotable and reduce your influence outside the organization. Since this relationship with your boss is critical to success, be proactive if things are not working out between you. Share your anxiety with your manager. You may even learn that your fears are unfounded. It may be as surprised your boss about how you're feeling. By getting the dialogue underway, you can help change the dynamic between you. One action to consider seriously is finding a better understanding of your boss's needs. By discovering what matters most to this person, you become known as regularly exceeding their expectations. Never forget that however remote your boss is, that person needs you to succeed for them to be seen as successful. So your boss has a solid reason to be concerned about your success. If you decide the damage of being on the wrong side of your boss's terminal, you may choose to sit it out until they move. Or you could see a move away from this work scene within your organization. As a last resort, consider finding a new job. So, what action am I proposing? First, try to predict the boss's needs and build the relationship through mutual respect. Secondly, admit mistakes and accept rebukes with good grace and thank the person for the feedback. And thirdly, if you go the extra mile, be sure to let the boss know that's what you're doing. And my takeaway from all of this? To succeed at work, a good relationship with senior colleagues goes a long way to make this possible. Discover what the boss or supervisor most wants from you on the job and be sure to deliver. You've been listening to an episode of Andrew's 50 Ways to Succeed at Work. For more episodes, subscribe free to my regular weekly podcasts. You can catch up on past ones at the 50ways.site where you can also become a foundation member with access to e-learning units, further reading links, and the forum where you can ask questions, share problems, and join a growing community of people who seriously want to succeed at work. Now there's a new book and an audio version called 
You guessed it, 50 ways to succeed at work. Buy it at Amazon or the 50ways.site. Unmissable. Thanks for listening and bye for now until next week.